Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. Yes, that could mean you too. The workouts have been designed to fit into your life so you can move when you can. The 15 minutes you can squeeze in before work. The 20 minutes you get to yourself while the baby naps. The half hour you can spare at lunch. There's a routine for you no matter what your day looks like. A reminder as well, this is included in your Mum Mia subscription. If you are a Mum Mia subscriber, you already have access to Move. Download the Move app and log in with your Mum Mia login. Head to move.mamamia.com.au and use code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. From Mamma Mia, welcome to the Spill Your Snackable daily podcast for your pop culture fix. Hi, I'm Laura Brodnick. <gasps> nah, jokes, I'm Just not kidding. Laura Brodnick. I'm Hannah Bowman and I'm a podcast producer here at Mamma Mia. And podcast producer of The Spill, former. Oh, I know. We I know. welcome her back <laughs> and it's going to be a fun Friday show. Sorry. Oh my goodness, who am I? I am Key Reese. I work at Social Squad, which is Mamma Mia's social media agency and I also host this podcast. Indeed. On the show today, The Bold Type has been celebrated as a show that champions diversity. So why is star Aisha D speaking out against this? And Weekend Watch, we have a couple of ripper recommendations to get you through this weekend. But to kick off the show today, Hamish Blake has to be dad of the year. He is just the funniest guy. He's been a comedian in Australia for so long, part of the famous duo Hamish and Andy that have a very successful and one of my favourite podcasts. And I was thrilled yesterday when I saw his latest post on Instagram telling us that he would be embarking on another cake journey with his daughter, Rudy. Birthday cakes. Some of you would be aware that it is a tradition in our family that I make my son's birthday cake. Uh, This tradition started when he was three years old. Tomorrow, my daughter is three years old. Legend has it that her time has come. I explained the family legend to her and she was very excited. I said, what cake do you want? She loves unicorns. She said, a unicorn cake. I said, awesome, I can do that. Do you want it to do anything? She said, can it do sparkly poo? I thought, yes, I can do this. I got pumped. For the last few weeks, that has been my goal. So Hamish Blake, obviously, we know he's like dad of the century. He like, really is. I think he's just one of those Aussie blokes that everyone's like, where can I find one to marry that oh, yeah. can make cakes for my child? And I also think Aussie men are going, where can I find one to marry? <laughs> <laughs> Literally. So, yeah, as he said, his daughter has just turned three. There was speculation as to why she'd not had a cake yet because it is infamous around Australia and probably the globe that he makes these incredible cakes for his son, Sonny. Over the last few years, he's done a dinosaur cake this year. Epic. Previously, he's done a truck, he's done a slime monster, and they always always do this like movement or they have a mechanism so for example like the dinosaur that he did the brief that Sonny gave him was that it had to roar it had to open its mouth and it had to be able to whack him in the head with its tail so you know like these are pretty difficult cakes to make so Rudy said that she wanted one unicorn amazing we stand Rudy love that and it was going to be able to do a poop of like sprinkles of glitter I assume And so on his Instagram, he did detail how he'd designed this mechanism to push chocolate poop out of this unicorn. Glittery chocolate poop. Glittery, glittery, sparkly poo-poo. But Rudy changed her mind. It didn't matter how much effort Hamish had put into that darn poopin' unicorn cake. She wanted a sheepy cake. And... 
Hamish said, you know, our family are probably the only ones that know what sheepy is. But he said it's her favorite thing that she sleeps with every night. So it's essentially this like sheep head with a bit of a rag attached to it that looks very well loved. Yes. Um, so it's like a sheep toy. So he asked and asked, but that's all she wanted. And he went on this delightful journey to make it and he succeeded. He really did. And the cake is stunning. First and foremost, the cake turned out such a good dupe of the real life sheepy. It was beautiful. And I love that year by year, we always see him embark on this Instagram journey. So we watch him overnight. So this one, he started at 7.32 p.m. He always starts he, so late in the day. He, I mean, he has two kids to put to bed. Exactly. And then other he things. finished at 2.03 a.m. Um, so I think a lot of alcohol is kind of in the mix there to yes. get it happening. Lots of premium whiskey. Exactly. And Sheepy's function that Sheepy did was moving the head. So that was probably the biggest sticking point. So the plan for the cake was had to be a head that could be eaten off, fully realistic of Sheepy, nailed, nailed, jazz up the base, which he did do with lots yes, of sprinkles. hundreds and thousands. And then make Sheepy's head move. And he had a lot of trial and error I think the head is what made it a few hours later in the night but he got there in the end it was awesome 10 out of 10 happy birthday Rudy my favorite moment though was when he was building the mechanism that would make the head move and that was just a simple lollipop stick and he's like got it half on the bench half off the bench with a power drill and he's pushing into it to try and make a hole in it and he's pushing 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 Zoe Foster Blake his wife we love her she has her own skincare business and is also a previous beauty editor she's filming and he goes oh it was on reverse and she's just like pissing herself laughing at him I love that bit there because in the next screen it was like wife 2007 why do you need a drill me uh I don't know what if I need to create a swivel head mechanism on a sheepy cake in 2020 (laughs) wife oh my god you're so right (laughs) it really is great though and honestly I feel like watching him do these extravagant cakes I feel like I'm a little bit inspired I mean I'm not completely there yet but I'm also like if he can do it and it looks that good I should could surely be able to give it a go and turn out something edible you're bringing a cake to work next week i think i am shit Here on The Spill, we are massive fans of the bold type. I think actually Mamma Mia as a collective are uh, bold type yes, crazy. Addicted. And Aussie actress and star Aisha D, who plays Kat Edison, took to Instagram yesterday and posted an open letter addressing the diversity of the creative team behind the camera of the show. So if you don't watch The Bold Type for anyone listening, it centers around three millennial women who live in New York and it just follows them navigating their lives as young women. And the series has been kind of largely celebrated and applauded for really showing diverse storylines and it's even been nominated for several Teen Choice Awards and a couple of Glad Media Awards as well. So it was quite surprising for me as a fan to really read her insight into basically what's been happening and she starts off by talking about the fact that she grew up in Australia in the 90s and talked about some of the hardships that she faced um, because back then and and even now but more so back then it was quite hard I think being dark-skinned in Australia in the 90s you stood out a lot and there were lots of questions and microaggressions going on so she kind of talked about how she'd spent her time really searching for a reflection of herself that she could model her or just be seen basically and she said that TV was that for her and that she just fell in love with the craft and she said knowing the power that art had to shape my mind and experience that she had to speak up. 
Yeah, totally. I found this so interesting when you flicked it across to me yesterday. Like you, I'm a really, really big fan of the bold type, especially because it does champion all these things. We've seen so many episodes about gun violence, about queer relationships, about Muslim people in queer relationships, about so many different things. And like, spoiler alert, if we talk about things in the current season, yes, miscarriages, things like that, that you just don't see a lot for that age group that I think people felt really represented but it was such a big reminder to me that just because the art you're watching has all these things you need to look further behind because I feel really good when I'm watching that tv show because I'm like I'm supporting something that's great we're looking at all these different things look at this we're being really diverse and we're looking at these storylines but the people writing them are writing based on stereotype not lived experience yeah and I think it's such a reminder that we need to have, we're smart people, we can do better. Yeah, definitely. I tend to agree. And I watched it. I'm a couple of eps behind and I watched it last night. And it was very interesting having read this yes, and watching I it with that it last critical night too. eye. And I just thought, oh, it, it does change your perception of it. But I want to give you some base points for how she kind of set up her argument. She broke it down so, so well. well. So for the first time in her career, playing this character of Kat was awakening for her she said that it was just so amazing to be not playing the best friend she was Mm. one of three leads and it was really her own story that she got to roll with and that's partly why she was inspired to really speak up because Kat is known to be unapologetic outspoken brave and she's kind of said that she's the woman I've always wanted to be so she talks about favorite oh my god is my favorite too (laughs) I mean I love the others but Kat is she's so good so it took she said that it took three seasons to get someone in the hair department who knew how to work with her textured hair this blew my mind I mean, I know about this from um, girlfriends that have modelled who often will go and get their makeup done for various jobs that they're doing and not have the right foundation colour or Mm. have anyone there to do textured hair. But this is a massive show which is – has a huge budget and it took three seasons to get someone in there to be able to do her hair. The thing about this comment that actually came home to me for this is – Aisha is Australian, so I think when I look at the Australian media industry, I kind of this is horrible, but I expect them to be a little bit bad. Like yeah, we, we know Australia is far behind. Australia is racist in the plainest words, and we don't see a lot of diversity on our screens. But when I look to the entertainment industry in America, I feel like it is diverse. They celebrate and sometimes probably steal black culture to use it for their gain. So we always see music, TV, movies that celebrates that culture. And I just thought America would be better. I honestly thought not in society in general, but in an entertainment industry where they push that culture, they don't have people that can deal with that hair. Not deal with it. Deal's the wrong word. Just be able to do it. Well, like like, like her co-stars are sitting in the seat yes. next to her having these amazing hairstyles and then a hairstylist getting to her and being like, oh, sorry, babe, don't really know what to do with your hair. It's insulting and it really makes you feel horrible. I've been in that situation before totally. where I go to hairdressers and I leave with wet hair because they're like, oh, well, we've cut it. Hopefully, fingers crossed, it looks okay when it's dry and they don't know how to style it. No. So that hit me deep. But this was really interesting. So two seasons to get a single person of colour in the writer's room, which you um, kind of touched on before. And in four seasons, so 40 episodes in total they've had only one black woman direct two episodes but I think the most interesting thing and that I cannot believe is that one of the major love stories in this show is that of Kat and Adina mm-hmm. and Adina is a Muslim woman and they en- enter into a queer relationship there were l- no LGBTQ or black or Muslim writers 
who took on this story. And I think that there's a real missed opportunity there. They're talking about refugees and her storyline of coming to America and all of these things that come into it. It's like you couldn't have one person there to kind of speak to that. I just that feel like... That character is so complex. So complex. And they did look, they did a great job, but I'm sure if you are from that point of view and that lived experience watching that... You're just seeing... They a, would have been yeah. off base. You're seeing com- a stereotype. Completely. I do want to kind of put on my other hat here and say... They are an amazing show that has done so much and I also think that we aren't as critical as male-led shows when Mm. it comes to things like this. So I think as women we are disappointed because we really champion these shows. So I think that when we're talking about this conversation, we also need to mention that she had spoken about speaking to the producers and the writers and the network that the show is on and having these conversations with them really in the hope that they acknowledge the mistakes and, and make commitments to move forward to a better future. So the producers of The Bold Type and Freeform and Universal Television did issue a statement to Variety saying, we applaud Aisha for raising her hand and starting conversations around these important issues. We look forward to continuing that dialogue and enacting positive change. Our goal on the bold type is and always has been to tell entertaining, authentic stories that are representative of the world that Kat, Jane and Sutton live in. We can only do that if we listen. So I'm hopeful here. I think that it's the time for them to be making change. Yeah. And I'm not going to stop watching the show. I'm always up for second chances. And on that note, the season finale is tonight on Stan. So you can stream that. It should be up, yeah, after work tonight. It should be there for you to watch. I finished my work week on my couch. Ordered some food. It's time for Weekend Watch. Our recommendations of what to watch this weekend. Ooh, I cannot wait. I love Hannah's <laughs> random weekend watches. So tell me what I should be watching this weekend, please. Look, I'm always breaking the rules whenever I come in love host it. because I I can. Look, Laura's not here. I can get away with it. So this true. is not a new show, <gasps> but it made my week last week. So I lived in London for two years. When I was there, I got so obsessed with The Great British Bake Off. Oh, my God, I love this show. That I literally couldn't live my life. And one day I went to the local markets and I saw the winner, Liam. Don't know if you remember him from a few seasons ago. And it changed my life. Um, I was too nervous. I was like, there he is. So I, since I've been back in Australia the last year and a half, I didn't know where to watch it. I sometimes would Google, be sad, whatever. I figured out it's on Foxtel Go. (gasps) Amazing. And so last week I was like, oh, my God, this is my time to shine. And, you know, I'm just continuing that cooking theme from Hamish, you know. Well, also, MasterChef's about to end, so this is a good pick you up. This is exactly what I was going to say. I feel like it is the right time if you've got a food television show-shaped hole in your heart and you want something that's just a little bit fun and light. If you haven't watched it before, it started back in 2010, so the most recent season is the 10th season, which, like, that's nearly icon status, I'd say. It is judged by Paul Hollywood and Prue Leith, and then it's hosted by Noel Fielding, if you know him from The Mighty Boosh, stand-up comedian, amazing. And also Sandy, I think you pronounce her last name Toxvig? Toxvig? She's a English-Danish comedian and presenter in the UK as well. It's just so good. So they get all these different bakers in. They're not to the standard of MasterChef at all. Like right. they're definitely home bakers. Yeah, yeah. And I love seeing their little uh, stories like, oh, they went back to his place and he was inspired by playing the organ at church and like singing with his mum and dad in the choir. And it's very wholesome. So I love that. They do three different challenges, a signature one, which is like a tried and tested recipe. Then the technical challenge, which is a recipe they've never seen before that the judges set and they always stuff that up. <laughs> very comical. And then a showstopper, which is like the big cakes and yes. stuff that they do. 
So I've been enjoying it so, so much. It's so wholesome. And the other thing is they also do a really amazing celebrity version for Stand Up For Cancer, which I think is really important. And this year they've had some really great celebrities like Louis Theroux. They had Ovi from Love Island. <gasps> I oh, love him. He is so sexy. Um, they had Tan from Queer Eye, um, Mo Gilligan, the comedian, James Blunt, like a heap of different people. So, so it's good. so wholesome. If you need something wholesome, it's on Foxtel Go. And I think you can actually get a 30-day free trial at the moment. Yes. Too. Good chat. We what have all... you got for me? <gasps> okay. I'm very excited about this one because it is a remake of an 80s cult classic Ooh. film. It's called Valley Girl and it came out on stand <gasps> yes, today. I saw the trailer for this. Yes, it is amazing. So if you haven't seen the, the first film, it completely redefined the way that music is now used in teen movies. So it has a lot of history there and I think it is great. And, and also the original is available on stand to stream. So you can do the original and then watch the remake. Saturday and Sunday watch. Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> so a little bit of backstory about the original movie just to give it a bit of context. So the director Martha Coolidge spent half of her budget for the film on music rights knowing how integral music was to pushing forward the story mm. and making the movie really great but at the time had no idea the cultural relevance and just how much it would have an impact on, on pop culture. It also popularised Valley Speak which I think we know mainly from Clueless so things yeah. like like whatever like that kind of speak and it made a star of a young Nicolas Cage. So it's a little bit different the second time around in that it's a musical but it has a bit of a crossover a little bit of an um, 90s teen film crossover because it stars Alicia Stulverstone. <gasps> she's in everything I know, at the she's moment. Really Babysitters Club. Back. I'm she's, loving it. Yeah. So she stars as the adult version of the female lead called Julie and she's sharing her high school story with her kind of teen angsty daughter who's played by Camilla Marone who is obviously an established actress but also the girlfriend of Leonardo DiCaprio ooh, just for ooh. a little bit of um, <laughs> context there. So she starts to tell her story and then the audience is transported back to 1983 San Fernando Valley, California California and the Valley Girl story is reimagined as a musical. So it's a bit of a classic star-crossed lovers story in that a Valley Girl meets a tattooed Hollywood punk and it's just fantastic. I think my favourite thing about it is that it's packed with nostalgia and it plays just the best homage to everything 80s, Madonna to E.T., Princess Diana to Roxy Music. So you can, as I said before, you can stream the original, you can watch oh, the remake, both on so Stan. Good. It's just a warm hug and what we need to get us through the weekend. Sounds perfect. Thank you so much for listening to The Spill today and for this week. And big shout out to Victoria, who just finished their first week of working from home. So we are thinking of you always. This episode of The Spill was produced by Maddie Joannou. We'll see you on mamamia.com.au. Bye. Bye. Bye.